The Hall of Judgment was a towering structure, huge enough to hold a thousand witnesses comfortably, as the accused made his long, slow walk towards the judges seated in their thrones, right at the front of the chamber. It was almost empty now, Admiral Junaid discovered, as two inquisitors shoved him through the heavy wooden door and onto the stone pathway. The only two people in the room, save for him and his escorts, were the first speaker and two clerics, waiting for him. He rattled his chains mournfully as he started his walk, smiling inwardly at the cold glares aimed at him by the Inquisitors. They would have been happy to give him a good kicking if they hadn't had to keep him reasonably intact to face his judges. No doubt, that was why they'd left half the chains off, even though procedure insisted the accused had to be weighed down with so many iron chains that walking at anything more than a staggering crawl was impossible. They wanted him to be able to answer the charges when they were leveled against him. Not that there's any hope of leaving this room alive, he thought bitterly. Someone has to take the blame. He ground his teeth together silently. Who could have predicted that the Commonwealth, asleep for so long, would have woken up just in time to organize an effective defense? Who could have predicted that one of their junior officers, a woman no less, would get enough ships out of the trap to render the first battle of Cadiz a tactical success and a strategic failure? And who could have predicted that the Commonwealth would have enough reinforcements in the vicinity to launch a counterattack that had severely embarrassed the theocracy? Someone had to take the blame. And, as far as the theocracy was concerned, Failure was a sign of God's displeasure. The weeks Junaid had spent in captivity had been far from pleasant. His interrogators had alternately rooted through his life, searching for the secret sin that needed to be punished to please God, and praying at him to repent and hurl himself into the fire to sacrifice himself for the theocracy. There had been no point, he was sure. He had committed no sin deserving of punishment. Save perhaps, for losing. And now, he knew the speaker would need to make an example of him. The theocracy had to be seen to deal with failure harshly, or it would undermine its position. He stopped in front of the thrones and bowed his head, feeling the weight of the chains pulling him toward the floor. It was all he could do to remain upright, but he forced himself to hold steady. Going to his death bravely, even willingly, would make up for his sins and convince the Inquisitors to spare his family. His wives might be returned to their families. His children might be distributed among his relatives, but at least they would be alive. The alternative was unthinkable. Sin was so prevalent and the Inquisition so determined to root it out that they would happily kill his children if they felt he had not repented. Admiral, the speaker said, his voice was very cold. You have failed God. I served God willingly, Junaid said calmly. If it was his will that the battle be lost, it was his will. The speaker looked at him for a long moment. You have served God well over the years, he said. It is our considered judgment that your work was undermined by the presence of sinners within our fortress, and our failure to weed them out cost us the opening battles. 
Junaid blinked in surprise. He'd expected to be made the scapegoat, not. But the opening battles have still left us in a strong position, the speaker continued, seemingly unaware of Junaid's shock. We will still win the war. If we can, Junaid thought. The Commonwealth's long-term potential was far greater than the theocracy's. Assuming it survived the opening blows, there was a very strong prospect of the Commonwealth winning the war outright. Junaid had no illusions about just how few of the occupied worlds truly loved the theocracy. Resistance movements might be hopelessly doomed as long as the theocracy controlled the high orbitals, but they would distract the theocracy from focusing on the war. The Commonwealth may survive long enough to bring its greater strength into play. He realized, suddenly, just how precarious the speaker's position was.